You are listening to the Photo Bomb podcast with the world's greatest photographers, Boo Ray and Gary. Welcome to the Photobomb Podcast. My name is Boo Ray Perry, and joining me as always is Gary Hughes. What's up? And also joining us a third member today, who we're very privileged and proud to have with us, Mr. Randy Van Dynen. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on with you. We've yeah. mentioned Randy several times. We have talked about before. Randy. He's a good friend of ours and a phenomenal photographer. Also phenomenal, takes pictures, yes. A digital artist as well. And we're, we're, we, this, we're gonna, this is going to be the recap show. Let me just get right out of there. This is going to be a recap show for Imaging USA. And Randy's here. We're going to have Randy sitting in for this show. And then on the next show, next week's show, we're going to really get into Randy and what Randy does because he has a lot of people who follow him and the, and the work he does is incredible. I really want to spend some time on that. Yeah, and I've been working on a song for Randy. I've been writing have a you, song. Have you? I knew you were not going to be able to resist. <laughs> what, what, Go ahead. What song, what song would that be, yeah, Gary? No, no, it's going to come Could in. this be the song you've been singing over and over and over for the last 20 minutes before I'm gonna we bring, turn them? I'm going to bring in later when it matters. It's, That's it's all when about, you're gonna, it's all about just, timing. You're going to bust out with it? Yeah. So, hey, uh, we just got back from Imaging yes, USA. Yes, we did. And uh, you guys get the feeling when you come back from a convention, you need a few days off. You do. Yeah. Yeah, yes. absolutely. You're more tired from what is kind of supposed to be a pseudo vacation. This is the thing I'm thinking about. Although we, I love Imaging USA. We go every single year. We, do, we go for pre-con. We go for full, full convention. We're there for a week or more. And it's a huge deal. Big thing we look forward to all year. And I spend most of the time exhausted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm tired a lot. Because you want to go to everything that everybody's doing. White House has a party. Miller's has a party. Cannon, the opening night party. And there's all kinds of little, everybody's getting together in their suites and having little, like, meetup groups from all these different Facebook things. And it's like, it's exhausting. You're getting up at, and, and we volunteered as well, Julie yep. and I, and you guys spoke. You do, more, you do so much more. Than, I don't know how I do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get exhausted, but I don't know how you and Julie do it at all because you guys are always, like, even, even when you're not official volunteers, you're volunteering in some way. Well, yeah. I mean, basically, it's they always end up shorthanded. Let's say if you, had, if you have 75 people agree to volunteer, usually at the last minute, you have about 20 people drop out. So they're always shorthanded. Right. So like a friend of mine from the panhandle of Florida, Karen Sumner White, she always volunteers. This year she hadn't volunteered. She showed up and saw that they were shorthanded and jumped in and volunteered the whole gotcha. time anyway. Because the volunteers are just good people, you know. Well, it, it is. is. You guys are. I mean, you guys do a spectacular job. Every time, every year that I'm there, you guys are running around, you do a great job. My problem is I can't volunteer. I, I do another convention well they don't make bright orange shirts in your size that's either. right oh that's that's number one yeah <laughs> i am a large mammal and i'm not that large, large. come on <laughs> he, he's like six eight he's yeah, like yeah, he's huge <laughs> you weigh size 18 shoes i mean it's enormous you have to special order your shoes from like germany i do well i do have to special order them and especially the ones that i wear around there i love the black and white dress shoes that you wear a lot like it's you know that joke where like something gets to the room before you do oh. you're something so big or something. right randy's feet are so big and he gets those shoes with the like the extra long elfie tips on them and they literally will come into a room a few seconds before yeah, well he i can i can either walk with them or ski that's One true well i have to i do have to say this this is my favorite uh, randy anecdote from the convention is at the closing night party at the florida aquarium uh, I'm standing over there talking to Bobby and blah, blah, blah. And, and you hear some noise. Ha, coming from the dance floor and some screaming or some shouting, people cheering or whatever. A few minutes later, Randy walks over and he goes, you hear all that screaming over at the dance floor? I said, yeah. He goes, that was for me. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, what, if you go anywhere to any convention, and Randy, you're big in Photoshop world too. You teach there and do stuff. We'll talk a little bit more about what you do and what you're into later. But if you see Randy, it's always Randy who's, what are you, 6'5"? 
Six three. Six three. Okay, so you're you're a big guy, and you're substantial. You're not a small person. No, I'm you're, not. you can see, and you're stylish. You're always dressed well. You got the cool glasses. You always got great shoes on, and so you can see. And typically, if you go to any place where there's dancing. Like, it's almost universally true that women are going to get on the dance floor first. Sure. Women and the gays will get on the dance yes. floor first. White, straight dudes need a no. lot of alcohol to get out there. Randy is a rare mammal, a rare white, straight <laughs> mammal with a low dance threshold. He doesn't need a lot. He just wants to get out there and start yeah. shaking his booty. Absolutely. Man. Yeah. So Absolutely. it's the, at, the, at the beginning of every single party where there's a dance floor, you see Randy, six foot eight, surrounded by like 30 women all screaming because he's the only gay out there like, Wee! <laughs> I see this all the time. And so if, if you're whatever conference you're at, if you see like a giant with a goatee out in the middle of a sea right. of women screaming his name, it's Randy Van Dyne. Yeah, that's about right. That's about right. Yeah, that's the way I live my life. Or yeah. Penn Jillette. Either one. There it's you one go. Could be two. one or the other. <laughs> now, you um, you did a pre-con program this year, and next year you're going to be a platform speaker. That's correct. That's so your correct. pre-con this year, though, was very hands-on. It was like a photo walk. Tell us about it. It was that. actually a photo safari. We did a um, commercial art architectural photo safari okay so we um, went out the first part of the day and went over to the um, college football hall of fame which is right next to the convention it worked out really really well we were able to go inside there we had access and we had about we had 36 um, students and um, we were able to set up i had a computer and cameras all set up so people can see what we were doing and we were able to do about you know three or four four different setups in different areas in there and then we brought those after we were done. They, people were able to go shoot by themselves for a little bit. When you say architectural, because when you say architectural, to me, the first thing I think is taking pictures of the outsides of buildings. But you're talking about in, interiors, well, yeah, we interior were, spaces. Yeah, we were shooting interiors. So we had whole, whole access all the way um, to, throughout the whole place. So, you know, we were able to shoot interiors. We didn't shoot any ex- exterior just because it was rainy and cold. Right. And we didn't want that. So we were doing interiors. And um, we had access, like I said, to the whole place. And so we shot four setups with the the class. And then we went ahead and let the students run around for about an hour, shoot some of their own stuff. And then we brought everyone back to the classroom where I showed them how to process those images and how to kind of get the kind of looks that I get. Do you think that's the hardest kind of class to teach where everybody's shooting? Because to me, every class I've ever taught where people are are shooting, it's like putting puppies in a basket. Photographers are terrible students, especially when you put a camera in their hand. You know, and so you get out there and everybody just runs off and starts shooting stuff and stops listening to the instructor. So it takes a lot of skill to rope a class in like that because I, I don't like teaching hands on shooting classes. It's like, I'm going to shoot, I'm going to show you, and then I'm going to be done and then you can do whatever you want. But right. I'm not going to try and teach anybody right. while they're shooting. It's just a mess most of the time. Well, I do, I also teach landscape workshops out west and everything. And we're doing the same thing out there. We're taking a bunch of people out to the great wild and say, here, stand next to me and kind of shoot what I'm shooting. So it was kind of the same. I've had experience doing that that sort of thing because of that. You're so experienced. I know. Gosh, I know. I know. It's the Randy Van Dynan experience. The RVD experience. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like something you see at the Science Center. Yeah, I mean, super exciting. (laughs) So I want to recap a little bit because this is going to be our Imaging USA recap show. So let's do this. Um, What happened this year at Imaging USA that you hadn't seen before? Was there something cool that sticks out to you? I'll go first. Yeah, go ahead. For me, but this is. This is unique to me, and it wasn't for everybody, and that is that this was my first year as a counselor. So I went to the counselor meeting this year. Yeah, the PPA council, which PPA is like council. PPA's elected body that 
you know, votes on changes in the bylaws once a year, et cetera. For those of you who don't already know. And by, by the way, hello, counselor. 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 Randy, you're a counselor. I'm a counselor. We're all counselors. Counselor. counselor. You're a counselor? Counselor. I am a counselor. Counselor. Too. We're all counselors. Good to see you, counselor. Uh, the thing about the, the, the thing for me that's interesting about this entire process for me has been the, if you took me and my, and my opinion of what the PPA is, when I joined five years ago as a young, fledging photographer, or whenever it was, seven years ago. And I'm like, oh, this organization here. Oh, you join them. There's a magazine, and you can get your uh, insurance through them. And, oh, okay, so I'll, I'll sign up for this. This seems like a good deal. If you took my perception then of what it is and, changed, and looked at my perception now as I've become involved, it is so, so changed. Once you start to get involved in the organization and you go to the council meeting, you really start to get a sense of... This is my this is my company. This is my group. You know what I mean? You you, you start off just being like this is a, this is this big company and they have a magazine and all that. And then when the more you get involved, the more you realize no, it's our company. You know, Absolutely, we run this company. It's no different than if you are on the board of directors at the Moose Lodge, you know, or you join the <laughs> Rotary Club. You know, it's just a bigger scale, you know, because there's twenty eight thousand people, but it's still just a bunch of people like us. You, you know, you you know the the, the the mysticism uh, starts to fade away. You start off seeing all these people as big, important people, and then the more you get involved, you get you realize, no, they're just like me. Everybody's the same. They're just willing to put their time That's in right. to volunteering, and you can too. Right. Uh, these you know. people are all volunteers that are working their butts off to yeah. make this thing run, and it's a really cool to see inside of it, and it's fun. It's, it's neat to hear your perspective being on the inside of that for the first time. Yeah, for the first time, because it, well, it started at the local level. Because when I first went to my Tampa Area Professional Photographer Association, I was like, oh, that's the president. Oh, that's the president. Well, now I'm like, well, yeah, anybody can be president. If you want, you know, if you want to be president, we need, <laughs> we need people working to make, keep this thing happening. Well, then it just scales up to the state level and then eventually to the national level. And uh, so for me, just being a part of imaging now is totally – I don't go to it like it's this big convention that I'm visiting. I go to it like it's my convention that I'm putting on. Right, right. You know, I feel like I'm, I'm a part of this thing. And I really can't say enough how much I encourage other people who are members of PPA to become more involved. Yeah, the more involved because you get. Because it's a great feeling. And the more transparent the workings of the association becomes. Oh, my gosh, And yes. the more you see what the real deal it is, which I really like. And we're not, we're not the PPA podcast, but we just all happen to be yeah. PPA members and we're all involved. Well, like, we're talking about Imaging USA, too, and it's a PPA event. So right. It's yeah. okay for us to talk about PPA. I agree. That's, I just, it's, it's, you know how, like, when you see a movie and you love the movie and or, okay let's say this let's say that you just started crossfit and it's changing your life and now you got to tell everybody everywhere you go right. when you go to a party the guy who wants to talk about crossfit nobody wants to talk to that guy right. and it's all, no matter how good it is for his life no matter how healthy it is no matter how breakthrough and all this nobody wants to talk to anybody who's that emphatic about anything right once right. you get past a certain level of being enthusiastic about something people go hey dude leave it at the office weirdo like they don't <laughs> want to talk to you anymore and so i feel that way about ppa sometimes when another photographer the subject will come up like, oh, you're a PPA member? And I'll go, boy, am I? You know? right. And then I'll go like, oh, and they do this, and they do this, and they do this. And they're like, hey, hey, hey. Slow down. Hey, Slow down. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, it, it, it's like people with religion or with like the new, you know, Tupperware club that they're in. Whatever it is, that thing when somebody or, – or a TV show. Oh, my God. God help you if you talk to somebody and you haven't watched The Walking <laughs> Dead and you talk to somebody who has. They're like, or The Wire. You're not watching The Walking Dead? <laughs> What's wrong with you? And so, I mean, that's how I feel. Although it's an amazing organization, I just feel like if you oversell it, you can almost hurt the organization. I understand, you yeah, I understand what, I mean? what you're saying. But my point is not so much that it's amazing, but that for me, on a personal level, um, getting involved in the local level and, and, and on up the chain, I have really, 
I, how, how to describe this? I always thought of myself as being just a, like a peon or a minion, and then there were other people who were the leaders. And then I realized that we're all leaders. All you have to do is say, put your hand up, and go. Um, I'll I'll be in charge of the volunteers at the convention. Yeah, and, you know, I'll be in charge of this. I'll be in charge of that. If and, you're, and, you're and willing next, to help, and now suddenly yeah. other people are looking at you like, oh, that's Gary Hughes, you know, yeah. or what? Oh, oh, but but no, it's just that I was willing to show up and do the work. And um, and once you get that that mindset going in all parts of your life, I think, in anything that you're involved right. in. Yeah, I don't care if it's a PTA. You get in what you get out what you put in. That's, that's yeah. universally true with your business, with whatever associations yeah. you're involved in. I absolutely right. Hey Randy, did you see anything this year that was well, new to you that Actually you what was about? great for me this year was I actually um had a, a, a roommate who had never been to Imaging USA before. That would be cool. So, so you got to experience it through his eyes. Through him, yeah. Take him around, showing him all the different things, you know, the convention, the, some of the different parties, some of you know the classes. He just couldn't wait to get to classes. You know, for me, I go to certain classes. I mean, I'm a commercial shooter. There's a lot of wedding and, and portrait, you know, going on. Yeah, so. I've never seen you in one of my classes. There's no reason yeah, I was in there. your class last year. I was there. Supporting oh, and then, yeah, you as a friend. You were just there to support. I was there. Yeah, I appreciate uh, okay. that. You're there to support. But I mean, you know, so I pick and choose what classes I sure. go to and everything else. And I look forward to going down the trade show and seeing a lot of the people that I know, you know, making some of those connections and seeing new things like we were talking about, you know, I'm excited about this camera that going on but seeing it through somebody else's eyes seeing him you know for the first time kind of go around going this is great like it, taking your kid to disney for the first time or for and me you get to experience it yeah. like a whole new or thing for yeah. me what i uh, what i love to do is to take somebody to las vegas for the first time Ooh, yeah. take me i've never been i've you've never, you've you've been, never to been to vegas no I, we just what? we just booked a what? job in vegas in march so i'm going to vegas for the first time oh, oh wow. that's because i would take you because you've never that's oh, that we would oh. you would it would blow your head off why don't we do this i'll give you the dates that we're going to be there and then you see if you and bobby can come out and plan a trip oh bobby won't come she won't want to come then just you she doesn't want to come with me because it's non-stop gambling and drinking and, and, and partying and Bobby's like no. that sounds like so much <laughs> yeah. fun. But it's like I've been to Vegas wait, like wait, twenty we just times. Do that a week ago? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Taking somebody to Vegas who's never been, like taking your kids to Disney World, it's the same thing. I yeah. got a couple of things that were new for me this year. All right, let's hear. It. The first thing that was new for me is I didn't get stupid drunk once. I didn't either. I didn't. I, really, I, I didn't really, really I, re- <laughs> I really kept it on the level. Like I went to bed early. Pretty well, much every night. You had the baby. Well, still, it does. Like by nine o'clock, the baby's asleep. Yeah, and every like I could go do whatever I want. It doesn't matter. It's, I still have to get up at six when the baby gets yeah, up. There you go. But no, it's it's not like like my mother in law was there with us and she was helping take care of the baby. We had free reign. We could have gone out and done whatever we wanted. And it was still it was like I, I mostly stayed at the hotel bar. Went out once, mm-hmm. like for the White House party. Didn't really go off campus much. And events all came together, and it ended up I was just like it got like eleven o'clock at night, and I'm like. Man, I'm exhausted. Yeah. And I had a couple of beers. And by the next morning, I woke up. I go, you know, this is really good to wake up at convention, not hate myself, and go and actually get to enjoy well, some stuff. I'm this telling you, cool. even though the mother-in-law was there, you are experiencing the first-time parent phenomenon. That, you know, when I would go and do these things, and I have kids, they're not with me or anything, but I would do these things, and I would have my friends like you, who I'm like, well, it's 1.30, and I think I'm going to head up. And you guys are like, what are you talking about? We got to stay out. And I, I, Once you have kids, you start to just get to a little more, a little more moderation. Hashtag adulting. Yeah, you just yeah, there adulting. You just a little more moderation. <laughs> well, there's another thing that I thought was really cool. We have um, the PPA has a, a committee that selects the speaker lineup, and I've been had the privilege to be on that committee for the last couple of years. And this year was one of the first years that since I've been around that I've seen the committee 
and members of the committee really reach out to um, speakers and educators outside of PPA's normal circle of influence. This year, for the first time, we had some amazing talent that, that you know, you've got people like Sue Bryce, who's huge everywhere, but not big inside PPA. The association hasn't really done that. So you had a lot of people coming in because traditionally there's this um, view between PPA and other, um, you know, or Imaging USA and other conventions, other photography events that it's a little old fashioned and that it's, you know, there's this negative connotation. In fact, I think some of the people at other organizations have called it I'm aging USA. <laughs> and it's true. And I have <laughs> never um, heard that. You never heard that. <laughs> and um, I mean, I really think that although because it's run by a board of directors and a council and it's membership owned and led basically that um, PPA kind of makes changes like a cruise ship. It's got to make really wide turns and do things very slowly because it, yeah. it owes its members something. Um, and has a, a well. There's no monarch who can just say off right. with their heads. There's it's Taco no, Tuesday. There's not a single person yeah. in the organization that can go. I want things this way, and then they change. And so um, that is a good thing. Where th- you know it's not trendy in the way that it just follows every trend and it wouldn't last because it's been around since 1869. So I think it's going to be you know the idea is not imaging USA 2018 is imaging USA 2038 2058. Those are you know right. you really have to have your eyes on the future. So. But at the same time, you can miss out on some opportunities to cash in on certain things going on in the industry. And so it was really cool to see the the, the face and the organization and all the people that run it kind of opening up to like new ideas. And it's gonna, I think it's really opening us up to new styles, new ideas, new educators. And it's really a positive experience. We had like DJs playing in the in the, the you DJ know, thing was great. around like live music everywhere, and the energy was really awesome. And I think we've added that without losing, added a coolness factor that other people may have not seen before um, while uh, also keeping that like family feeling to it. Like not family friendly necessarily, although it is, but like you feel like everybody you run into, it's like, Hey buddy. And you could talk to anybody you haven't seen before. And the whole time it just felt good. The energy was there. And I think we had a phenomenal speaker lineup and it went over really, really well. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 the family aspect to me is, you know, really, really was really important this time. I mean, I just going back and seeing friends that I haven't seen since the last one, or actually this time having people come up that I had never met. You know, I've had some people email me, you know, email they wanted to ask questions and stuff like that. And right. I'm, you know, sure, see me here or you know, catch me here. And did I've you had, have anybody stop and like, oh my god, that's Randy Van Dyne? Yeah, I did. A little bit of that. It's nice, <laughs> isn't it? Feels good. <laughs> well, because it is a weird feeling. It is a good feeling. You, what, no, you no, know, no. we had. I, I ran into at least a dozen people that listened to the podcast. Ah. What I saw there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was a really, really cool feeling. It's like I, we're going into this year with a photo on pop, podcast, really energized because we found out that at least twelve people that's listened right. to the show. At least twelve. <laughs> really cool stuff, man. Are uh, listening to the show? Yes. Thank you. Yeah, you want to know where the weirdest place that happened, though? In the bathroom. No, no, that is weird. That, that is weird. That, that's when they like want to ask you questions. Standing in the next bathroom. to a urinal with a guy, and he yeah. looks over while you each are holding your wieners, and he goes, "Oh my God, you're Randy Van Tynan. <laughs> and he like reaches over to shake your hand over top of the little divider. You're like, hey, <laughs> "No nice. thanks, no thanks." Oh man, yeah, that's just just that, like you said, that feeling. I had it happen one time out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, Dead Horse Point, Moab. There's like five people out there, and someone goes, "Oh, I, we're talking." He's like, oh, you're Randy Van Dynan. That was the first time it happened. It was the weirdest thing right. ever, ever. But it was a good feeling, though, right? Oh, yeah. But yeah. it was still the weirdest thing. You know, you're yeah. like. I, 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 I like the trade show. Um, every year I try to buy something, even if it's a lot, because, because I want to support the trade show, because the trade show is why the convention is there. And when you look at the value, that's what I was talking to Bobby. I was like, how much did it cost to go to the convention? What's, what's the ticket cost? It's like 200 bucks. Okay, 200 bucks. Okay, opening night party. 
huge party. There was food. And a drink ticket. And a drink ticket. There was a closing night party at the aquarium. Drink ticket. Drink ticket. Food. Food. And by the way, the food was spectacular. Yeah. Good food, drink ticket, and you, and the aquarium was open. You could, yeah. the, 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 you could go see the aquarium. The food at the closing night party was catered by Wolfgang Puck. Yeah. Like that okay. at a restaurant or whatever. So, so th- that's your $200 right there, almost. You know, not to mention all the program, you know, all the other, I mean, value wise, you just really can't. You can't beat it. Yeah, it's it's pretty spectacular. Well, and, you, and if you go on a trade show and talk to a lot of the vendors, you're going to get discounts on a whole bunch of stuff. So even that's going to take care of that price. Of I'm just saying, connection. you can pay a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks. You can, you can pay more than that just to go see one person speak one time. Easy. How do you? How did you guys feel about the uh, the, the convention center, the Georgia World Congress Center? Like well, I, love it. I, I, lo- I love it. For the very reason that you right said there, before, right? said everything is right there. Once you walk, everything's right there stacked. And you can easily get to any room or to the trade show. And there's not a whole lot of walking or hiking. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a big fan of it. I'm, Our- I'm not a fan of trying to find your way around the Omni. Hotel? Yeah, that's... It, it takes like three days well, to finally you figure got out the, the... The mezzanine elevators, and then you got the guest room elevators, because yeah. they have a little conference center in the Omni itself, but it's also connected to the Georgia World Congress Center. So it's like, to get to the... I guess elevators, you have to take the mezzanine elevator up to the mezzanine yes. four, switch elevators, and then go up to the guest rooms yeah. from there. And that was like, it was just, a, it, that yeah. was a re- Not to mention, if you want to exit the Omni, good luck finding the door that's going to put you on the street you want to be on. Because it's like on a triangular corner, <laughs> and you're like, I want to go over to the Waffle House, and you come out and you're facing CNN. And you're, wait a minute, this is, I'm on the wrong side of the building, or, or what or the, wrong you. Building. You know, the wrong building. So there's two <laughs> the buildings. wrong building. Did you guys see any classes that, any aha moments in the week? Because I, 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 I had a couple that were really cool for me. Yeah, I don't know if you well, guys wanna... I saw Jerry Jonas for the first time. <laughs> and uh, as I expressed to you after seeing Jerry Jonas. Yeah, because um, I snuck into the back of the room, because there were like three classes going on at the same time. I was like, I'm going to see a little bit of each one. And yeah. I'd come over, and I'd seen Jerry many times, but every time I see him, it's, yeah. it's, he's, in my mind, he is maybe the best presenter in in professional photography. Yeah, the, any program he gives, whatever you think of his work, of his style, like if you go see a program, even as not a photographer, if you go in there not knowing anything about photography, you're gonna have an awesome time. You're right, he's I, just I, one of the best presenters in the business. I keep my fragile ego alive by finding at least one little thing that I think I might do better than you. Right. Okay. So if I meet you <laughs> and you are a better photographer than me, I, which is which happens a lot, I say, "Oh, he, he's a better photographer than me." And instead of going into the descending into the the maw of I should just quit this game and not be involved in the PPA or anything anymore, I hold myself up with, "But I'm a pretty good speaker. I'm a pretty good speaker. You're a great. You know speaker. what I mean? I'm a, I'm a pretty good speaker. That guy's a better You're photographer, good. but I'm a pretty good speaker. And there's other people where I go, "That guy's a great speaker, but I, I'm a little bit better with off camera light works or sucks. whatever or whatever, right?" And then you go see Jerry Jonas. And there is nothing in this world that I do that Jerry Jonas does not do better than me. And it is just, it is crushing to see somebody who is so good at every single thing. He's a better wedding photographer than I am. He's a better speaker than I am. He's funnier. He's more attractive. He's got a better lover. He's got that cool accent. I guarantee you he's a better lover. There's no way he's not. There's, there's no way with that accent, you know. Oh, come here. Let me tell you, there's a guy, there's a guy who can put a shrimp on the Barbie. That's all I'm saying. You know? And, and, and it was depressing. And I I left his program before the end, and then I was getting texts saying, oh, my God, everyone is crying in Jerry Jonas's program at the end. And I'm like, oh, oh, yo, I hate you, Jerry Jonas. Why are you so good? <laughs> I think I've teared up every time I've seen him speak. Oh, yeah, he, he's just incredible. And, he, and, and we've had him on the show before. He's super genuine. Super nice, very genuine, very nice guy. Not he, arrogant, he not He could absolutely up. be an asshole and, be, and get away with it because he's, you know, he's Jerry Lewis. And there know, are whatever. some speakers that do yes. and have for years. 
but he's absolutely not. Yeah, he's he's always a plus. I do. Well, I, I, I don't know him. So what does he shoot? He <laughs> shoots uh, weddings. Shoot weddings. weddings. He's a okay. wedding guy. He's, wedding guy. Wedding guy. Maker of the ice light. But um, but his but his program also was very good because he um dealt specifically on getting emotion in your images, which is an area that I am always working to be better at. Right. That and posing are the two areas where I'm the weakest. And watching him show how he gets emotion out of people and why. And and, uh, and it, anytime you go see a speaker and you come away from it and you're looking at your watch saying, when's my next shoot? Because I can't wait to get the camera in my hand again because I'm excited about trying something new. I mean, that's money well spent. Absolutely. You know, Randy, did you see anything, any aha moments this, uh, this there week? Was, there was one guy, and I can't remember his name now because I wasn't expecting to go to his class, but Bill Barbosa said, hey, why don't you come to this? And I go, okay, that sounds good. It's Craig. Oh, gosh. He... He was just. It was bad. What's it look be, like? Be, be, be badass. Oh, Craig Lemire. I was going to say. Lemire. I was going to say Craig Lemire, Lemire but I wasn't sure if that was our name. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, his was his was really good for me. I mean, you know, he I mean he's a senior shooter, you know, that sort of thing, or you know, but I loved, I loved his presentation kind of on marketing, which you know, getting a not so much marketing branding. I thought that was really really good, and and. and could be used for me. Could be used for weddings, portrait. Anyway, I thought that was really, really good. Yes, he, he does have a really strong brand, mm-hmm. and if you follow him at all on social media, he's all he's. I mean, he's all Craig Lemire. It's like him. He's got a logo that's his name, and he's always wearing his like branded clothing, and his you know his stuff's very distinctive. Yeah, it's very strong. And then to see him up on stage in like um, sweat, you know, sweat shorts and he was wearing flip flops and gym shorts <laughs> and a t shirt. <laughs> really? Like yeah, oh, yeah. but that's really? him. That's him. Yeah. It wasn't like he doesn't give a crap it was like he just can't be anything but him you know like he's just that that's him he's crazy oh man you know i i I so envy those people i I envy the people who you get the impression that they do not once look in the mirror before they leave the house giving zero fucks yeah they 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 have no fucks to give no fucks left yeah and that was the other part he had to work so hard not to swear he goes you can't swear an imaging at one point the the, the tether cable fell out of his camera and he goes fuck (laughs) (laughs) he goes he dropped the f-bomb and everything he did, he did, yes. Oh, oh. <laughs> and then uh, he looks oh. up, and, and a couple of people are like, hee hee, huh, uh, and he goes, did I say a bad word? <laughs> and, but it wasn't like, oh, did I, he, I mean, he genuinely didn't right. realize that he'd done it. Yeah. Like, because he turned his head out, and it was out, away from the lapel mic, so it was kind of quiet. Right. Like, Fuck. <laughs> oh, man. And, and he's like, if you hear me say things like, oh, gosh, and, you know, darn this or whatever, you know what I mean. You yeah, know? I don't normally speak that way. Dag nabbit. Yeah, dang nabbit. <laughs> well, golly. But, I have a guy I play golf with who's a religious guy and a, a wonderful guy, and he does not cuss at all. Does not curse at all. Don't trust him. You play golf. Off of the guy who doesn't cut, he says he'll say fiddlesticks, fiddlesticks, <laughs> and I'm like, just I just want to hear you say the f bomb once in my life. I want to one time I want to see you put the ball in the lake and finally just drop the f bomb. Just tell him, he just won't do it. God knows what you mean. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I uh, I had a uh, an aha moment. A guy I'd heard about a bunch of times. I even mentioned him, I think, on the show before. Is, uh, Drake Busath. Like this guy is just he's from utah does family portraits specializes in they do a lot of large groups and i think his sons mostly do the business part of it now but it's like a long time like a 40 years his studio has been in business and um you know how you see photographers do um like demo shots on the stage right where it's like um they're shooting but you know that the pictures aren't really going to be used for anything they're just like just demonstrating a technique Well, Drake brought this family up on stage, a family that we knew. We'd actually gotten them to come and be models. They live in the Atlanta area. And um, they were on stage, and they were you know, good-looking family, three kids, mom and dad, and they were all color-coordinated. And he got them up there, 
and he took pictures, and the, it was coming out tethered live on the giant screens. And this was in the 1,500-seat auditorium, the big one, um, the second largest. And as he's taking the pictures, he's getting expressions. It's like he's such a pro, like such a pro, like start to finish with 1,500 people. And it was a full auditorium pretty much watching. And every time a picture popped up, you're like, I would put that on my wall if I was That's him. Right. That's a wall portrait. Yeah. Every image was like he, he couldn't have done it better in his own studio. And he's up on stage using whatever gear that is provided for him and stuff. And like it, it was just really, really impressive to see somebody operating at that level where creating portraits that – most of us would go like, man, I wish I could do that. And he's just basically just shitting them out. Like, bang. <laughs> and he just has a real, he's just a great yeah. presenter. He's just an all around. He's just, you know, like you said earlier, uh, uh, speakers uh, are usually like great photographers, but not as great a speaker or an excellent speaker and not as great a photographer. Well, or, let me, let me back that up and say, when you say not a good, no, every speaker I've seen is a, is a, is a great photographer, okay. but then there's the phenomenal, right? Okay. The phenomenal photographers definitely are a, usually so into their own head that they're, that they can't devote the time to being, how do I, to stage presence. You right. know I what mean, I mean? You can't, it's hard to be that, you know. And, and we had one of those too this time. Sam, um, are we calling people out? Are we calling we're people calling people out? Oh, no, Sam, Sam stuff. He, National Geographics, um, all this stuff. Fantastic. Sam Abel? Sam Abel. Fantastic work. Incredible work. But I don't think he talks that often, so he's right. re- reading, reading. Right. His, and you're not necessarily thing. calling a guy out when you I'm say not. that, because you're not supposed to be a good speaker. You're a great photographer. He's phenomenal. I have seen images. that. I didn't see Sam. I can't speak to him. I don't know the man. But like you said, if somebody, the greater an artist somebody is, the less, the less likely, likely they are. Yeah, the less likely a good, they're a good actor or a comedian or a guy or whatever. But there are people who are... They just fire it on all cylinders. Yeah. They just do yeah. all of it. I hate like, him. Like, like I hate him with a passion. Like, yeah, like Boo Ray. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But um, like Drake was one of those guys, just an absolute, you know, like, man, that is something to aspire to. And he's been, he's been around a long – he's not one of these hot young rock stars that's all over the internet. He's just a guy who's had a successful family yeah. portrait business for 40 years, brilliant at what he does, absolutely his whole it, – like it's a family business. And I was just looking at it going – I want not necessarily to do what he does, but I want to have that level of expertise when I yeah. shoot. Because I that is it. impressive. To, be impressive. Able to, to do family shot, shots live tethered in, in front of an audience like that and, and pull good stuff. Because we've seen, we've seen the people who are like, I'm going to do a live shoot. Uh, I'm a wedding photographer. I'm going to do a live shoot. And they pull up a model who's perfect in a dress and they have two assistants holding their lights. And they're like, yeah, th- I'm thinking, yeah, those pictures look great, but it's not really the sort of situation you're normally shooting in. You know, so I want to see something that's more of a struggle. I want to see you have to overcome some of the, th- the things I do and shooting a family in front of a live audience a that's a family, struggle yeah, absolutely. that's a struggle that's not going to be easy and if you can and, and he made it look effortless it was it was it was awesome that was that wow. was one of my biggest aha moments i did get to see my good friend susan torregrosa from orlando area and uh, she had a platform too and she has a really cool style that i just always love her presentation and her biggest my biggest takeaway from her was color harmony it's like she can put together an image that looks like it was just painted when she takes it just because everything works. And I'm just thinking how much thought goes into those images. And, you know, I came away with like to put more thought, to put more into my images rather than just take them, like look at everything, how it all works together. Felt pretty inspired by that presentation. Okay, now let's get into that a little bit. Get a little deeper into what do you mean by color harmony? Are we talking about uh, like studio stuff where she's selecting backdrops based on the, what they wear or location? She or? does a lot of stuff where um, she chooses the background. And this is consulting with the clients too. Right. It's either their wardrobe, but she also uses a lot of fabrics. Like she'll wrap everybody up in fabrics. 
and just the way that the colors all work together with like harmonics and contrasting and complementary colors and just everything in the scene just plays even with the hair color of the people and flowers that are in there and it's just it's just you have to see your work i think it's it's always it's always a big deal when somebody comes along with something you you don't even really think about and they show how because they really think about it it totally changes what they're doing and takes it to a new level. That's always a big aha moment. Well, she, she had a whole like thing Like when someone, about, when, when you never pay attention to hands and right. then someone suddenly says, here's what hands mean to a picture and let me show you what happens when you pay attention to hands and you're like, oh my God, yes. And you can never unsee it. And you can never unsee it, right. You can never not see it. Well, a lot of the presentation in the beginning was about how she, her inspiration draws from all these past masters, actual, you know, uh, artists who paint and things like that and uh, it was it was a really cool like how her work is connected through the years with all these different artists and I thought man like to feel that connected to something and then to reach and and be inspired and also creating work that is derivative to learn a technique and i've always been anti-derivative where you look at somebody's work and you go well they just stole that and they just did that right and it's not necessarily copying like when you tribute you know pay tribute to something or send something up or 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 try to recreate something just to learn how to do it to make sure you understand the concept that I, i just opened my mind to go it's okay to make something and, and and copy something else or an idea or make something that's inspired by a specific piece. Do you right. know what I'm talking oh, about? Definitely. And just to go like I need, I want to make I want to create that because I that has to I have to learn and conquer that technique. Gotcha. And it was so cool to see that. And I feel like I almost feel like a big chip got knocked off my shoulder. Like calm down. Not everything is gonna nothing is gonna be nothing's, original anyway. Nothing's new. Like everybody's no new. Down. There's nothing new under the sun. Like for instance, if I wanted to create a picture that was Randy Van Dynen riding on a unicorn. <laughs> Randy Van Dynen riding on, on a unicorn, unicorn, going to slay the dragon. <laughs> this is what Randy. This is this is what Gary was doing for twenty minutes before we turned the mics on. He just kept singing over and over this this song about Randy Ray Perry riding on the back of the unicorn, holding tightly the Randy's ways. This is this is this. What I, I I imagine that people think that when we get together and we're going to do the podcast that we sit sit around and we have like serious discussions about photography no no this is what it is this is what it is to hang out speaking of serious discussions about photography i want to uh, apologize profusely for the last episode (laughs) (laughs) i want to apologize for melanie anderson's behavior we We had no idea she was going to do that we have to apologize we don't well no they don't know what she did so it's uh, we don't have to apologize listen to the previous episode and just i'm sorry about melanie anderson she's a she's a loose cannon (laughs) we love melanie we love her but she's a rogue she's a renegade she's She's a maverick but yeah, that was that was we were punch drunk at imaging, tired, and and it just went off the rails. It was so you apologize that, but not about the the poop stool one or the, no the squatty no, potty, the squatty potty. No, I'm not it's, it apologize. makes a great gift. <laughs> that's right, it's fantastic. I love the squatty potty. Man, that's awesome. <laughs> cool. All right, it's about time to wrap it up. But before we do that, we need to talk about what's coming up in South Carolina. We've got we've got a lot. Coming up. We do? A lot. I feel like we don't have as much because imaging was coming up, you know, and that was a big deal. I've got a lot coming up. Well, there you go. Let's get to the brass tacks. You have a lot coming up. First, let's talk about South Carolina. We talk about it every month, but we need to mention it because it's coming up very soon. Next month, February 20th. February 20th through the 23rd, Charleston, South Carolina. Go to scphotocon.com. 
com to sign up. I will be speaking on weddings. Gary will be speaking on headshots. Yeah, boy. And we will be doing photo bomb live at the convention. The very first. The very first time we're going to do the show. Live. We have no idea what we're going to do. No, but we're going to do it awesomely. Yes, yes, absolutely. We never, but then we never really have any idea what we're going to do. It's not just like a stage show where we're going to be performing. We're actually going to be doing it live and recording the episode that will later be released in yes. our regular podcast. So feed. people who are there will we'll be taking questions from the audience. We, we might have a, a guest. We, we won't really know till we get there and set it we up. We might take our pants off who knows gary can i make one suggestion sure randy uh, make sure you don't delete all your audio files before you start it <laughs> all right all right inside all right. baseball all right inside baseball <laughs> inside gary baseball. deleted everything on his laptop before we started and we spent the first hour sitting here today while gary how tried to restore how do you do that you may ask there is a if you have the newest version of of uh of apple os uh, I forget what it is, El Capitan, whatever. Right. Um, if you open up Finder, by default, there's a little directory called All My Files. Okay. And I was opening a folder that I thought was a bunch of imported small JPEGs from shooting a headshot job. And I just wiped those out because I have the RAWs on another computer. And I accidentally selected all and deleted the entire All My Files folder. So it was like every episode of Photobomb. It was all the pictures. It was every piece of music on my computer and in all the drivers from my computer so nothing worked and we spent the first hour today trying to get my <laughs> computer to work and so um, we had to, I had to reinstall iOS uh, while Randy and Boo Ray were sitting here staring at me and so it was super yeah. uncomfortable and that's why he started singing that song yes. Randy Van Dannen <laughs> I've sent those lyrics to Bob Seger but he hasn't gotten did. back to me I was really hoping he'd do something I, I wouldn't him. hold your breath on that one <laughs> all right. what else do we have coming up that you need to talk about um, well in book news that's right in book news, Gary's book. My book, uh, Headshots, uh, Crafting the Head and Shoulder Portrait with Amherst Media, is should be, it's at the editor, hoping for like a March release date. In the next 30 days or so, it should go on sale on Amazon oh, and will be available for pre-order. Really excited about that. And I've sent this to a few of my photographer friends, and they've sent me back feedback. So uh, it's not terrible. So that's great no, news. No, it's not terrible. I've seen it, and it's extremely informative. I'm going to buy a copy the minute it comes out. No, man. You don't have to buy one. Oh, yes, I All do. right, half price. All right. All right, cool. And, <laughs> and, also, and then I'll have to pay 15 bucks to have you sign it. Speaking of which, this is how a brother can hook a brother up. My two friends, uh, right. Boo Ray Perry and Randy Van Dynan, are both now in talks for yes. their own books yes. Yes. with Amherst Media. They have a book, yeah. yeah. Like, what was it that, uh, what's his nuts, uh, uh, Jeff Rojas said right. on the last episode, he said, uh, the, a book is the new business card. It is. It is. Right? Yeah, it is. It it, is. It's, it, you almost have to be published to do anything now. Right, but it's exciting really? to be actually published. Really? You think so? I think so. I wow. Think, I think people go, it's just another sign of, you know, man, you've accomplished something, you've done, you know, you've, you've actually done it that someone actually wants you to write a book. Haven't right. you always and, wanted to say this in a conversation with somebody's arguing with you about a, po- a point of photography and you go, hey, buddy. I wrote the fucking book on headshots. I wrote the book on it. Literally wrote the book. You don't know nothing. Uh, yeah. So okay. Read my yeah. Book. So, so we're both in talks. Yeah. So uh, in 2016, we should see books from Babu Ray and from Randy Van uh, Hopefully, yeah. That'll hopefully, be cool. Yeah. yeah. I imagine Randy will have to work much harder on his book. Well, yeah, that's probably because it'd be much more technique and 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 in actual photography. Kind of yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it going. They told me how many images they want, and I go, Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go out there and do a little shooting. Yeah, it's like 160 <laughs> to 180 images. Yeah. that they want for a book. That's the most daunting thing about the book. They say that the hardest thing is to get the photographers to write. No, writing's easy for me. It's coming up with 180 different images for the book. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah, and I, I love what they also said. They would like lighting setups, too. Hey, um, I'm speaking at another place, and I'm kind of looking for the uh, the website with all the information, but I will speak for the Maryland PPA 
on the weekend of uh, the 27th of February. All right. So I will be there doing another headshot program. So if you're in the D.C., Maryland uh, area, you can come see me there, and that should be at Maryland. PPA.com. All that information should be there. In case Don't you forget, see that. if you have questions, all you have to do is send them to us at questions at photobombpodcast.com. You can find us online at photobombpodcast.line, uh, photobombpodcast.com. You can find Gary at hughesfioretti.com. Yes, you can. You can find me at com, and you can find Randy at rvdphotography.com. All right. One more thing. I need to mention something very all important. Right. I'm here. Okay, so if you haven't done this already, all right. if you're listening on your phone, your iPhone, your iPad, your Android, whatever app you're using to listen to it, whether it be the podcast app, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, iTunes, do me a favor right now. Do this for me and Boo Ray. Yes. I want you to push that button that says subscribe. If you're downloading individual episodes or just listening by the feed, we are so grateful that you're listening, but it will help us out. So do this. Just take a second. Do it for your old buddy. Do it for the Gipper. That's right. And just push that subscribe button because those that info all goes to Apple and it pushes us up and up in the rankings. Right. And that's one of the biggest metrics they use is how many people are subscribing. So do that for me. I'll, I'll do it right now. You do Randy, it. Randy, <laughs> Randy literally just picked up his phone at the subscribe button. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. You want to take right. us out? That's it. I just did take us out. Be sure and send us questions at questions at photobombpodcast.com and we will see you next week. Hasta la vista. Bye. I get to say bye last. See you later. Mm-hmm.